Welcome back to Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. As always, from Miami, the bodyguard, Kalina is here. Kalina, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm just happy that I'm on, so I'm happy to do it. Yeah, so producer series, it seems to be what the people want from us. So go check out the links uh, below for the Radicus, the 183rd. Uh, uh, episodes, the DJ Skiz episode, um, the Sharp episode, and this the this series uh, to close out the year is an interesting one because it came from a from direct feedback from the fans. These are the what the fans wanted to hear. These are the people that they nominated to be on the show, and we were like, "All right, let's do it." Um, so, well, welcome to the show, uh, hip hop. Producer, artist, a little bit of everything. Uh, Brain Orchestra is here. Good, sir. How are you? What up, man? Chilling, yo. Man, it's, it's, it's good to have you. Um, we have, if you hear some jazz in the background, it's all good. Um, we got people creating. That's what creatives do. There's always creatives huddle around other creatives. Um, and that's kind of how it works. Uh, let's start from the beginning yeah, from those who don't know who. Uh, you are what you've been doing. Uh, what are you doing? Why? I know I'm excited because I've been tapping in. I, I went down the rabbit hole and I was like, okay, okay, this is some interesting thing. Like, where are you in hip hop? What's your relationship with hip hop right now? No, man, I'm just trying to tap in. Like, just be, just keep, uh, keep bringing the real shit. And I'm not even trying to be on some like, uh, you know, cliche shit, but. Just being me, you know, as real as I could be and tap into all um, areas of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was an MC before beats. A lot of people don't know that. So, like, that was always something that helped me with me being a better producer. You know what I'm saying? So, I just, I'm just in a mode of, of just being a curator, a real visionary. Like, I do what I want, how I want. And, you know, I, I just want to push that narrative to others, to other creatives and friends and whatever, whatever the fuck you do. <laughs> like, just do what you want on your own terms. Don't wait for nobody to do shit for you because that life doesn't work that way. <laughs> shit is ass, you know, but it's cool. You know, we out here. Just... And um, for people who also know a lot about what you do, since, you know, you, you, do, you are an MC, you do produce. Where were you born and raised, and what kind of got you to this point? Oh, okay, I say I can rap. Oh, okay, I can produce too. How'd you get here? Yeah, I'm from born and raised in Elizabeth, New Jersey, so it's a pretty big melting pot, you know what I'm saying, of of people and culture and all different, all, just all different types of shit. You'll you'll meet any type of person in Elizabeth, to in my opinion, you know what I'm saying. So. And growing up out there, being so close to like the city, being close to Newark, you know, Jersey Club being a big, a big thing in Jersey and put and already that's just a part of the lifestyle. Like if you're from North Jersey, like you already fuck with Jersey Club, like uh, off rip. So like that production and that lifestyle always was like I was always tapped in with that because of like friends who created it and DJs and you know, my brother and my aunt, specifically them two, put me on to, like, just a lot of good, you know, got a lot of good rap music growing up. And my brother 
big locks fan, big dipset fan, you know, and big, like, you know what I mean? He was always playing styles around me and that shit just grew on to me. Like, but I always came to appreciate, you know, like, you know, like what, what they were doing behind the scenes with beats and raps and, and being able to do that in my city and being accepted as an artist was cool because it's all different types of people, but I was pushing a little bit different, you know, a different type of style, you know what I'm saying? So being from the city, you know, it was cool. Like just, just being brought up out here and, and having like-minded individuals who accepted different ideas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Now, are you an independent artist? Yeah, I I kind of basically do everything by myself. Like, that's like not like when it comes to like certain curations, like I hire a lot of friends and I go through certain companies. I try to go through independent companies, though, um, always. And, um, <clears throat> you know, but when it comes down to like directing art and having an idea and, and making a blueprint to the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like. It's basically all me. Like, I don't got no higher up really, really directing me. I have OGs that are, are showing me the way and giving, and giving me game within the business side and communication side and just living as an artist type shit, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not tied to no label or, or any contract right now, so. Yeah, me being a East Coast guy from Brooklyn <laughs> growing up, I'm, you know, I'm pushing 40. I grew up in hip hop, Brooklyn hip hop. So I like my, I like my hip hop a certain way. So I would be the first one to admit, and I have several times on this show that if it's not like East Coast, New York City type hip hop, it's really, really hard for me to one admit that I like. I hip-hop. agree. I know. And, I completely. You know, agree. it's just it's just hard. Now that's I changed my stand dramatically. In the last ten years, as I older and grew up, obviously this, and that's been great in terms of hip hop listening. Yeah. I get the sense from from the little bit of been hearing your music and and just talking to you briefly. When you're thinking about making productions and picking samples, that you're all over the place in terms of where those inspirations and those tones and those and those melodies are coming from. Yeah. Is is it how how what's your process with that? Because I I like weird shit. I think I think that's what makes hip hop great is the introduction that it does to all types of music. Like hip hop fans love yeah. all types of music. We almost well, that's to. that's so so that's that's my thing. I think like I don't I like to explore like especially with sampling. Like I love sampling and I have composed. I have composed work. Like I love composing as well. And I have like a completely different side to me with that. But when it comes to like choosing like what samples I like, what melodies I like, it's just like, this is the type of shit, like a lot of 70s shit, some 80s stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just really inspired by how they were, they were pushing like the bar with music because they like it was either they had little to nothing or they had a bunch of crazy new shit and it was like real progressive you feel me and i feel like i want to be like a modern day like 70s artist (laughs) where it's like i'm i'm portraying these different sounds and styles and and making the and still still being like what people like i guess it was 
hip hop or whatever, like the breaks and, you know, the basic shit, but still bringing that different essence to it where it's like a step up. You know what I mean? It's a different, it's a different feeling. You know what I mean? But a lot of that inspo comes from that, just listening a lot and, and, and getting, getting like uh, exposed to a lot of different type of music. And I'm a, I'm a fan of all types of genres. Like there's shit that people, you'll catch me at a punk show, like wilding. You'll catch me at like some techno show bugging. Like I fuck with all that shit. I don't sleep on, I don't sleep on none of that. I don't sleep on none of it because it's all, it's all production to me. It's all music to me. And like, I like the idea of like, yo, these people are making music in completely different processes and it's like different head spaces and workflows. And I respect that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think as a music lover, if you make music, I think you really gotta just love all music. I can't really understand people who. A lot of people be biased. Thing really difficult just for my own brain. I don't want to be stuck on one genre and one method. You just gotta be a music lover of all music. I think I think hip hop and rap is one of the the things that I listen to the least. And I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot, but, you know, I'm always tapped in, but that's like the least that I'm listening to because I created. So I don't, you know, I like to get inspired. I like to listen a lot, but I don't like to get, I like to get ideas from other shit, you know, and not ideas, but just getting inspired from, you know, like different types of stuff. Like a sound in techno will work in hip hop if you use it the right way. Like, well, I mean, hip hop was born with house music as a part of the fabric of it. Yeah. New York City house parties was littered with hip hop that was blended with hop. That's been lost in it. In um, not lost. It's just changed and looked different. The turn up was always the turn up in the eighties. Hip hop is just sound Definitely. different. But like house is like. You- you just gotta like that shit. Like, there's probably a lot of people like house because they were gonna be like, oh, I believe it's some rave music or I rap with the techno. Oh, that's a whole nother, like, yeah, it's a whole nother. And, you know, you guys do like, 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 but here, you know, this is the home of Miami Bay. So, yeah. We have, there's a lot of, and we're like, a really long period of electro bass, a lot of electro, a lot of musical bass, a lot of drums. So that's the shit that I'm like, oh, it's so fire. It's so intricate. It's so intricate. And it has little to nothing to do with MCs. A lot of jungle, a lot of I love that shit. Man, like jungle, jungle, drum and bass is like yes. a secret, like Absolutely. I have like DJ Bookum, crazy. Yes. Yeah. Like I got a little folder of drum and bass shit that like People keep telling me to release, but I want to like make some like otherworldly jungle shit. Like I love that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, like so. I, that's that. That's what's up, that's the vibe real. I got from your music. Is like um, and that's what as me as a as an older listener interested in new sounds and new directions. It's harder. I would admit it's harder for a younger cat who's significantly younger than me to entertain me. Because I'm just a different listener, so I, I know that I'm yeah. limiting what I could listen to because I can't expect always to connect to a different generation of hip hop musicians. So I'm always interested yeah. in, in new sounds and people who are just going off the off and doing adventurous things. That's what hip hop has always uh, really been about. I remember I'm a hardcore Wu Tang fan. Yeah, you see the way it progressed. Yeah, the way it progressed was just people adding different ideas and flows and it should never stop, you know? Like, yeah. Like I, I, 
or really making it more simplified than that, which makes yeah. it dumbed down too. So it's like a like a give and a take. It's yeah. easy to make music, and the, but just because it's easy does not mean it's fucking good. Because I'll tell nah, you, it's you like know, it's like with the soul. Same fucking loop one more time in this lifetime with the same little sound. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. Oh, like I, I want soul in the in the beat, like. You you could have a stellar set, you could have a stellar beat tape, but like, if the shit don't got like that that soul that's pushing through, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just unseasoned shit. Seasoned. <laughs> uh, what what equipment are you using right now? Currently, right now, I've been for the past month and a half, I've been working on the MPC live. Yeah, um, how's that? Just bought that shit. That shit is crazy. Like. <laughs> It's like one of the best decisions I ever made because I got a 2000 XL, so it's like a portable 2000 XL with an iPad. Like that shit is like the best thing ever. I just completely stopped using Ableton because I was making beats on Ableton with Machine for a while. You know, I still do it like here or there, but like I've been strictly on the live. Like just getting back to like my my roots of making beats because I started with like I really started with machine you know like after using fl and learning beats you know i started with machine so it's cool to get back in that same workflow but on an mpc you know you know how i started doing production the playstation 2 beat maker double mm -hmm. that was the i'm like i could do this on my playstation bro that shit was od yes it was a very powerful tool that People should really look into, but that was like I, I could do this. Um, I didn't make anything bit good because I, I didn't. Know, I, I was too uh, unfocused. My brain is very unfocused, so for me to master something takes a lot of energy from me. Um, so I didn't have that yeah. kind of skill set. Um, but that was an interesting thing, and the, the M threes currently lives um, within me. Do you find that certain equipment? Um, Q three talked about this a little bit. Like sometimes he goes back to older equipment that are a little more limiting just to kind of sponsor a level of creativity or just to think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself doing yeah, no, that sometimes? Yeah, I do that all the time. That's why I got the 2000. And um, I'm planning on just buying a bunch of other, like, older drum machines. And I feel like the MPC Live is like, yeah, it's a lot faster. It's a lot easier to use. It's a lot more, like, uh, digital. But you still have to use that mindset a little bit of like of an MPC user when you're playing with it, because it's like still the same concept, still the same tracking and sequencing and, and beat making. So it's just spiced up to like a 2020 level, whatever, you know, but 2019 level, but it, it I feel like I started making real crazy beats on a more limited level with the MPC live. And then I jumped on my 2000 the other day and I was like bugging on that shit. So like, it feels good to, you know, shots to Q3 because I'll be on that shit. I feel him. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just get back to simpler times and think a little bit. You know what I mean? We're spoiled. We're Ableton and shit. <laughs> I love I love that hip hop and, and skater culture will go hand in hand. A lot of people might think it's different, but it's always been hand in hand. Uh, shout out to Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two on the PS Two as well. Yeah, straight the fuck of, up. Hell yeah, that's I love that jam. Um, that's one of the first times I heard uh, Dell 
Yes. Yep. Tony Hawk, yeah. And I was like, I was like, wait, this is a guy who spit on the Gorillas track? I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> this shit's crazy. Son. But then you play, but you play the game so much that you learn. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? And you memorize a whole Dell song, you're like, all right, I guess. <laughs> nah, but like then I when I found that out, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah, again, video games exposed me to so much shit and so connected much. a lot of a lot of dots because I'm like, wait, this dude was on this song or this guy. Is compo is a composer in this shit, and he's done work here. It's just like video. Shouts to video games. <laughs> I used to skate too for a minute. Yeah, so did I for a really long time. It's funny. I, so like skateboarding was a big ass part of my life. You know what I mean? Like I never, um, yeah, I never skateboarded. When I was when I was like I started when I was like eleven and I stopped when I was like nineteen because I was like yo I ain't built I'm not really built to like bust my ass my whole life but I was like I was getting nice but I had took a like real bad fall down the stair set like on some on some kind of like unlucky shit but like I was hitting stairs handrails like and it's funny because all I used to listen to was like beats because of like Tony Hawk like skating the beats was like the shit to me like that yo. was the thing too though they would only play that a lot of the times when you play that at the skate park so you would just be there and then you music yeah it's cool because when I when I first started like really releasing music on SoundCloud um, my homies from out here they have a company called um, All I Know Is Goon they're like a skateboard company and I did like I gave them a beat for one of their videos and I felt like that was like a, a milestone I'm like yo I just produced for like a skate video. Like the shit is so crazy to me. My, my yeah, it's super duper crazy, man. It's crazy because there, I used to have a VHS skate tape. It was the most <laughs> skate tape that I owned. I never heard the song on it. But one of the skaters that they had was like, oh, this dude named Keen. He was in Atlanta and he was, he was skating to like a Tupac song. That's crazy. So I'm here living in North Carolina at the time and then I moved to Miami. Yo, how about I meet him on some weird, like, I was out one day and he was somewhere. I meet him. Well, I've known him for years now. The same guy in my skate tape. I see him DJing. That's crazy. He is shit ever. And I think I'd be telling him, and he's just like, he's like what? What's the tape? How do you have this? The weirdest shit. <laughs> Yo, that's like some, <laughs> like the hidden tape. He don't even know that shit's out. That's crazy. I'm telling you. That's how that's how much skating and music just nah, hell yeah. Definitely, <laughs> man. For sure. I love I love Yo, my, shout out to Keen. I think I have yeah, Twitter. Shout yeah, out to Yeah, Q's the man. I love that my two oldest sons are like so into skateboarding. And especially last holiday season, they were like, I want to skateboard, but they didn't want to skateboard. They wanted like to build it. They were like, like, and I'm like the type of father that'd be like, I, right, you want to build it, research it and tell me why that's what you want. Why is it like, like really give me the blueprint since I'm going to have to flip this bill. I want to, like, I'm not a cheap father. I'm like, I'm not trying to save money. I just want to make sure you're, I'm wasting the money and that you're using it for your maximum yeah, requirement. You, and if you're yeah, going to build it and you sure. enjoy building it, that's cool with me too. And But you got to tell me all these parts mean you got, I already know from Tony Hawk, the deal. Cause I was definitely into the extreme sports phenomenon, like ESPN two, all of that. I was in it, dreamcasting it, Dave Muristiff, all that stuff in it. So they came with some papers and I was like, all right, 
here's your skateboard. Um, and they, they're into the scene, so I'm a proud dad with that. Uh, say that I have a feeling that we could go to like a Wu Tang show and go to like a system of the down show and still have like the same energy. Is there a crazy, do you have like a crazy concert story, like something that you saw or you participated in when you went to a show? Like, oh shit, that just really happened. Oh, man, Jesus Christ. I've, wow. Can I tell you two? Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you three? I'll tell you three. Tell me three. I'll tell you, like, I have two that are, like, memorable that burned in my mind forever. So I'll do it all from, like, what was, like, prolific for me and then, like, really gross and then kind of crazy. So, like, I guess the one of the best concerts I've ever been to was when I was, um, 15 right in newark shouts to my boys uh you know nj street clan har maruf uh you know gene Edie, hottie all the homies right they they had this crazy low-key spot on market street in newark in downtown newark right before they started like really gentrifying that shit and um it was like this gutter ass like event space but this shit was like gutter be like the fucking stair set was like all types of crazy up to the shit. And then like the floor was like some dirty, nasty ass, like plywood. And the walls were like black chalk wall with like one hanging light. And it was like middle of the winter. And like, this was when I like first started like rapping and getting into scene and shit. And we get into this spot. It's like 15 degrees in this bitch. And they're starting to, like, DJ, right? And everybody starts, like, smoking, drinking, whatever. This shit gets, like, packed to, like, front to back. I'm talking, like, 200-something people. And I saw, like, one of the most, like, epic shows of my life. Like, it was, like, all different types of people from Jersey and North Jersey and, like, real, like, different people, artistic people that I've never, like, seen before was, like, exposed to, like, different types of fashion, different types of rap and beats. And it was, like, the most intense show I've ever seen. People were, like, hanging off the pipes and just jumping on the crowd. And, like, Matt, like, so many people were crowd serving. So many people were moshing. Uh, at one of the shows, actually, a dude fell out the window. Like, shit was bugged out, be Like, so that's one. That, yo, bro. And it was just, like, it was a real, like, important moment for me. Because I'm like, yo, this shit, this is, like, beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm probably never going to see some shit like this for a while. Because it was, like... It was real, like, home base shit. Like, Jersey was a lot more connected at that time, I can say. But that's another story. But the second one, I went to a Gigi Allen tribute. <laughs> so, so, listen, lo, li listen. So, I know. So, that motherfucker was wild, yo, man. So, my boys. So, yeah. So, peep. So, peep. My boy. My boys, Gene and Edie from Jersey Clan, they have a duo punk rap, um, like progressive shit it's called Horror H O nine nine O nine. Definitely, everybody, if you listen to this, check them out. They're the shit. Um, they put me on like their first album. Like those are my bros. They toured with like Ozzy Osbourne and Marilyn Manson and shit. It's like real bugged out. But they played a Gigi Allen tribute at this crazy low key venue in Jersey Montclair called the Meat Locker. And it used to be like a butcher shop that they turned into like this underground punk venue. And it's like bugged out. And um, we went there and I saw I was going to be a Gigi Allen tribute. And I, I've been watching hella like documentaries on the dude. And like 
mad videos and read hella shit about him. And I was like so intrigued by how fucking wild the dude was and how much he didn't give a fuck. So I was like, oh, let me see if this guy doesn't give a fuck as much as he did. So like we pull up and they start playing and shit. And it's like this big ass fat white dude with USA tatted big as shit on his stomach. <laughs> with a big ass eagle on his stomach, fat dude, yo. And like, he like basically got, he guzzled like a six pack within like the first song. He starts like screaming, whatever. He starts like throwing up everywhere, eating glass, cutting himself, rolling in the glass, throwing, throwing fans, like throwing up on fans. Like, bro, it was like the grossest shit. Bro, son, it was like the grossest shit I ever seen. He, he tried to shove the mic up his ass. We was like, yo, what the fuck is going on, bro? Like, you're bugging, son. Yo, bro, that shit, that shit, yeah, that shit was bugged out. And I guess the third one was when I, it's funny, I went to go see my boys horror in Brooklyn, and it was at this really dope venue, and there was, like, some drunk dude who was in the crowd, like, basically trying to fight everybody, and he tried to punch one of my homegirls. So, yeah, he tried to punch one of my homegirls, so we ended up, like, beating the shit out of him and I never really had to like put hands on somebody at a show because it's like it's never really like that you know what I'm saying like but we had like beat his ass so bad that security basically came over and kind of just let us beat his ass and then he got kicked yeah he just got kicked out kindly beat his ass dude was dude was just bugging that's probably the craziest shit I mean I've seen a lot of wild shit and I've done a lot of wild (laughs) shit but those are probably like the three most moments that I was like, yo, this shit's nuts. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe we're doing this or I'm seeing this or I'm experiencing this. Yeah, I've seen some wild stuff. Because, you know, I never be trying to fight at shows. That shit is corny as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't even be trying to, I mean, I'm not even never even trying to get into the violent shit ever. I I survived a System of the Down show barely. That's amazing. Very barely. It was like when MTV2 was doing the $2 bill tours and everything. Oh, but that was like when they was super popping. Super. And it was at the old Webster Hall before Jay-Z refitted that shit. So that building shook. Like it just shook. And all I know is that as soon as it started playing, the floor was not underneath my feet anymore. It was like shifted to the right, like by like ten feet. So every time you would jump and you, you know, you, you know, you shifted the deck. It would move. It would move. So as soon as they started playing, everybody in the building just fell to the right. And it was like the craziest thing. I have a YouTube link somewhere. It's like pretty. I got it. Yeah, send me that. I was like, I saw Dillinger. I saw Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, not like last year, and they were bugged out. They were on some other shit. Like that was probably the crazy one of the craziest shows. And I've been to a lot of like crazy punk and underground. I used to be big on like crazy underground like metal metal shit, and you know what I mean. So I've seen some weird shit. You know, hip hop and punk have a good relationship. Yeah, yeah, weird I had, shit. I saw, I saw uh, ICP. <laughs> like that shit Sugar was Lose. fuck. That shit was weird. I think the only show yeah, I saw a lot of the Nazis, like the real like, like skinheads. skinheads. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. yeah I think like straight like, edge punk shows that had like straight skinhead dudes, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. I'm not, that shit was like super scary because they're super duper. Huge. I mean, it's a bunch of them. Yeah, they're big. Like, yeah. And they come oh. in packs. Like they become. Oh, that was so good on that. You see that, and you're like, whoa. Yo, word up. Well, nah, the, well, the best show I ever been to was 
the Misfits in Poughkeepsie. Wow. Seen the Misfits many, many times. I, they usually play around this time, yeah. Halloween time. And I've seen them many times. All and they and they love and they love to play their songs for exactly like twenty six seconds and then move on. Yeah. So you hear like a hundred songs in like forty minutes. That's kind of like their set. Um, but that's incredible, bro. But I because love that's yeah, real. That's real that's practice. Real. Bro. Yeah, that's that stuff. That's, listen, if you're listen, if you're expecting DJing, a hip hop show, as a band. yeah. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it, well, that's just like wow. I'm glad the direction of this episode went this way. Hopefully, people tuned in today. We didn't lose you uh, because nah, talk about up. punk and rock. It all, it's all music. We love to talk about it. We talked about all this related. before. Hi. It's all related. Um, but, you know, do us a favor. If you like the show, The Crush A Lot Podcast, thank you for checking us out. Um, if you want to check out more, consider subscribing, sharing, let people know. But most importantly, for us... The, the guests that we have on, we want them to get the love. We want them to get the attention. We want them to get uh, your 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 ears and, and hopefully your money. So hit the links below. Go check out uh, Brain Orchestra right now. Um, hopefully that time you hit the link, there's vinyls left. Hopefully they're, they're, they're not. But if there nah, are, there'll be some left. There'll be some go, left. Go get them. Uh, uh, now, obviously, you hear from this episode, the man has a, a, a way of looking at the world that's refreshing and it comes through in his music, and we should support that um, as much as we can. So go hit the links below. Uh, Crush a Lot Podcast, Cheese Kalina, Mr. Orchestra. Catch you at the next Crush a Lot Podcast. Right. See you at the show, whichever show we decide to go to. Peace, yo. Peace. <laughs>